The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a happy birthday to you episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 757. That's my Joey Ramone on The Simpsons impression, by the way. I sounded more like Billy Idol. <laughs> I'll take that, too. Yeah, definitely sound like Billy Idol. And uh, I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, you are listening no, shit. Yes, you already know yes. what you're listening to. We took care of that part. No, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. All right. I would like to send our um, congratulations to the True Cult family because they've added a new little addition just recently. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, new little baby here to the True Cult family. And it really is a family, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's what we've said before in the show. Like when you buy True Call Coffee, you are not supporting some giant conglomerate corporation. You are supporting a family. Just, you know, a family just make, making things work, getting by, doing fun things, being creative, you know, making art and coffee and, you know, just all things that 
are handcrafted, really, is, is what True Color Coffee is all about. So head out to the website, subscribe. And when you subscribe, you know, you're going to get free music every month, too. Um, so it's just a great, great time. So True Color Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. What's happening, Snowman? Well, myself, um, I don't have any true cobalts going right now because uh, it's a celebration. I got some, uh, I got some fireball going in my Death Scream Bloody Gore mug here, and uh, I'm re- I'm ready to rock and roll, ready ready to have a good time because uh, this is our birthday. Happy birthday and to yeah. us! Happy birthday, for sure, for hey, sure. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah, just yesterday, as we speak, it was uh, National Genocide Day up here as well. So, yeah, lots to... Wait a second, uh, so Canadian Thanksgiving is like your Christopher Columbus Day? Yeah. Since yeah. you said natu- National Genocide Day, because that's well, what they're referring to Columbus yeah, Day as here. Well, yeah, yeah we, do, we don't really have any day named after any explorer or colonizer or anything like that. There's no Mr. Canada. No, (laughs) no, no. We just acknowledge national genocide day as uh, on, uh, on the, the second, the second Sunday in November. It always, it always kind of falls on a different day. Like unlike your, your Thanksgiving, um, which is what November twenty eighth every year? No, it's a, um, the third Thursday of November every year. Oh, so okay. like this year, it's going to be the twenty third. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. I think it's the third Thursday. I think that's how that works. And remember the day after. Thanksgiving is um, in the U.S. is Black Friday or Black. Okay, it's actually the fourth Thursday. I'm terrible at this. Okay. And then yes, Black Friday would be the twenty fourth this year. Okay, and I guess the Saturday after that is um, Black Friday Record Store Day coming I thought up. Black Friday Record Store Day was on Black Friday. Well, isn't it going to be on the Saturday? Well. No, that's Small Business Saturday, typically. Uh, But if it's Black Friday, it's on Black Friday. Okay, okay. Well, If you're only doing it Saturday, you don't call it Black Friday, because that just gets confusing. Well, if... (laughs) Well, it would stand to reason, though, if... And all of this can be solved with, you know, doing... Yeah, but this is way fun. Oh, this is a lot more fun yeah. this way. Yeah, like I believe in human interaction before going to Google. So many people, all I've asked so many questions over the years, you know, when, when you know, everyone's got the phone in their hand and they just go, why don't you just Google it? Uh, well, why don't we have a little interaction first? Well, before and we, I miss when people just knew things. Yeah, we you just know. we just knew things, or like, we don't, and we figured it out together. Remember when you had to know stuff and remember shit? Uh, yeah, yeah, and I swear, I swear to God, our our cell phones, the internet, all of that—it's it's dumbing us down. 
I have two phone numbers memorized. Okay. Yeah. The house that I grew up in. I still remember that. I've got that one too. And Jenny's number. Okay, I've got that one. I also know yeah. my wife's cell phone number and my current home phone number. I don't. I think I could still do my mom's from like my mom's <laughs> cell phone number. Um, yeah, and possibly Sean at Iron City Rocks. Oh, okay. Possibly. Because look, I remember as a teenager, I had every one of my friends' phone numbers down. Of course, my own home phone oh. number. I had, um, I had to write those down. I sucked at that. My favorite record store, I had that phone number memorized. It was just, uh, we were just better, <laughs> you well, know. You know, it's funny. <clears throat> like, like when you talk about like Googling stuff and everybody's, oh, just Google it. That is how much trust everybody puts in whatever the first thing is that Google throws out. Right. right? Uh-huh. And I just want everybody to think about that because that means that as a people, we are going to be really easy to lead in any direction that somebody wants us to lead. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm sure there are people on both sides of the party line screaming, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, all of us, you morons. Right? Anybody's like, yeah, stupid, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. No, you stupid, blah, blah, blah. Like, come on. Uh, like, you're all having the wool pulled over your eyes. All of us. And I, I'll never forget, dude. Like, um, Steve Vai's 10-hour workout. I owned the magazine back in the early 90s. I knew what was on the cover. I'm describing it. And I'm sitting out to people. And every, and I posted on Facebook. I'm, Does anybody remember? Because I was Googling and I couldn't find it. And everyone's like, no, um, you're wrong. Google says it doesn't exist between that. And I'm like, well, no, Google's wrong because <laughs> I owned it. Right. Like I I experienced this. I remembered it. And and I love when somebody tries to tell you that your experiences are wrong. Uh-huh. Like I, I you know, th- there's an acquaintance I have and there's a mutual acquaintance between the two of us. And that mutual acquaintance rubs me the wrong way. And that person tells me that I'm wrong for feeling that way. I'm like, wow. Oh, th- thanks for telling me how I'm allowed to feel about this. That's great. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's it's just funny. They're like, no, 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 that's not right because it was this year. I'm like, yeah, no, it's not. And then finally, somebody else is like, oh yes, I had that one too, and they were able to like look it up because they actually had it handy and found it. And everybody's like, oh really? I Google didn't know that. No, Google's only doing like the last ten years of information. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like you're searching like this National Library of Congress or something. Although Fair I'm enough. sure Google True claims enough. that they yeah. can. But anyway. Oh, hey, I have a question for you, since, especially since we're talking about Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh-oh. Okay. What is Canadian bacon called in Canada? <laughs> um, I, You know what? I think it's back bacon. Back bacon. Yeah. That's yes. it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's just the little circles of ham, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what's it called in Canada? Okay. My, my wife and I have been trying to figure this one out for weeks. Well, and, and she's like, "Ask Snowy next time we talk to him." Like, yeah. it's a great idea. I will. <laughs> why don't Why don't you ask the real Canadian? Well, here? exactly. I, I mean, I could have googled it, but I'm sure there's going to be a story with you, and plus, it gives me a chance to rib you about Canadian things, like you of know, course. back bacon and maple syrup. 
That's right. So why course. is it called back bacon if it's I, like a little round circle? I don't have a clue. I maybe it's it's just one of those things that you just we just never questioned. And I'm not really a big bacon guy anyways, so it's you know, especially the older I get, the less appeal bacon has because I don't like heart attacks, you know? So I mean, I'm not a fan of heart attacks, but I love bacon. I know, I know. So do I, but uh, just no, no, it's just not something that I'm doing a whole heck of a lot of with with that. Um, Dude, so. did you hear that uh, Alexa? <laughs> and, and I don't know it, this. The Google thing made me think about this. Apparently, Alexa was telling people that the 2020 election was rigged. Oh, God. Okay. And so, of course, Amazon's like in a panic. And I, I'm i cracking up because, you know, this is where everybody swears that, oh, no, this stuff is great. It can't be swayed. It's going to tell you the truth. And just, oh, you know, and honestly, uh-huh. I still think it, think it is because every election's rigged. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a matter of who's it rigged for. You know, it all depends. It all depends on what your country you're in. Now here in Canada, we know how to count. So, but do you? Like, we've never had this problem before. Yeah, that's just because they're they're better at rigging them than, than apparently we had amateurs <laughs> those couple apparently. times. Apparently, well, what kind of yeah. like like I I thought you Americans were good at being corrupt and criminals I and mean, all that. Let's let's face it, dude. All they have to do is start passing around maple syrup and back bacon, and you guys have lost count. They can do anything they want. <laughs> you know? We were momentarily distracted. Someone exactly. turned the hockey game on. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> See, there we go. Hey, everyone come over to my house. We'll count the ballots. Let me put on the hockey game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so easy to fix an election in Canada. Yeah. Uh-huh. No doubt. No, no. So how is everything going down in your neck of the woods? I guess good, man. You know, uh-huh. everything's been pretty pretty good down here. Um, I'll talk about this in my metal fix. I actually took in a concert on Sunday. Okay. I'm so thrilled. Right I couldn't on. believe it. And it was a Canadian band. Oh, good, good. So you'll I be thrilled. Hear yeah, yeah. This, this episode, because it is our birthday, we don't really... Uh, have you know my, apart from uh, the mandatory metal which we're going to get to we don't you know we're just we have things that we what we want to talk about oh, we just, have fun planned though yeah oh yeah <clears throat> we're just going to go by the uh, basically by the planned seat of our pants shall we say like I decided you know what hey let's 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 take the week off and just kind of dog it, shall we say, and just sit down, pour a drink, and just kind of celebrate 17 years of us. I got a stack of wax here and some cool things to to talk about. Just some stuff that it's real that's really gonna scratch your head. And it's coming uh, the first time you are going to hear this will be this Friday the 13th as we speak. So I got something from uh, from uh, kind of relevant to that that I want to get into. So before we do all that for the good true for the good folks at True Cobalt 
coffee let's drop a track in our mandatory metal segment from the good folks at seasons of mist the new necrofire record available now burning shadows in the southern night check check this out really good shit this is burnt by the sacred flame
Right, so like I said, let's just rock and roll. What do you want to talk about? Oh, well, so let's start with my metal fix here. Okay. Right. Um, so I saw a band on Sunday. And not necessarily a metal okay. band, but I'm going to recommend everybody in our audience check them out. Um, I'm a big fan of surf rock. This band is called the Surfragettes, right? So instead of the Suffragettes, Surfragettes. Ah, right? okay. All female surf rock band. And dude, let me tell you, watching uh, the these these girls play, dude, <laughs> one. I, I love when I see a band, I'm enjoying the show, I'm enjoying the music, and then I think, um, like, wow, I need to go home and practice, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because I'm watching them up there, and they're dancing around, they're playing, and I'm especially watching the bass player, because I'm, I'm really digging the line she's playing, and then I'm realizing that, like, she's dancing around, not looking at the neck at all, completely knows what she's playing, and she's dancing around in heels because they're all in white go-go boots. Ah. Right? So, like, that's the shtick. It's all very 60s. They always have matching outfits. It, like, think, uh, like, that thing you do. You know how they were always in matching suits? You know, kind of mm-hmm. like that. They always had matching outfits and stuff. It, it was such a killer show. All instrumental. Um, surf rock. Just a blast. Again, they are from Canada, from Toronto. And like the the one girl, I think her name's Shermie, um, she's all about like mid-century modern and has been redoing her home to be mid-century modern, like to the point where she got the three-leg Weber kettle grill in one of the mid-century colors, like that seafoam green that you'd have like on the on the countertops. Like my grandparents had those countertops, you know. Okay. It, dude, it's just, it was such a blast. So that, that was a lot of fun to see. Right on. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. And then. Right on. Right on. I've, I've, ne- I've never heard of this band and I feel like I should have. You should check them out. So um, I, are you familiar with Britney Spears' Toxic? That would have come out uh, like most- around 2003 or four. Yeah, mostly the video, though. Okay. Well, so if you recognize the song at all, they do <laughs> yes. a kick in. It took me a second. I'm like, wait, we must the video. Right. Never mind. <sighs> Snowy. <laughs> but anyway, they do this killer <laughs> instrumental version of it. Oh, okay. And like watching the, like, again, like watching Shermie and the other girl is Nicole, watching them play. The, the, these girls are the Iron Maiden of surf guitar. Right, so right like, on. you know when you watch Dave Murray and Adrian Smith, and the two of them are just trading lines back and forth, and you're just like, "Whoa, who's playing this lead? What's going on?" That's what it's like watching this band. Like they are just trading licks back and forth, and it's crazy. And oh my goodness, it's so much fun! Like they're they're so good. This it it sounds just like the records too. Like, ah. like it's that good. So they are currently doing, I think they're still doing like the East coast tour. They're mm-hmm. heading back up the coast. It's one of those things where I saw on their Instagram, they're like in Alabama. I'm like, Oh, Alabama. I wonder if you're coming anywhere near here. And I see Atlanta, of course. And I saw mm-hmm. somewhere in North Carolina, of course. I'm like, great. And then I see Charleston. I'm like, Oh, well, they're going to Charleston. Well, shit, that's me. That's you know? 
And I was so excited. It was, dude, it's just a great time. Excellent. So, yeah. Excellent. yeah, I was happy I'm to see that. And then check out, this check out. this out. Remember when I interviewed Casket Robbery? I don't even know how many years ago. Mm-hmm. But I interviewed him like outside this tiny, tiny little bar um, down in North Charleston, not far from where I worked. You know, right. and, and there were like five people there, right? <laughs> they are coming back, and I think it's actually this week. Yeah. Oh, I hope I didn't miss it because I did want to try and go. Um, but they're coming back. And they're playing a much bigger venue. They're playing the music farm here in Charleston. And that that's like exponentially larger than the place they played. Well, you know, when I saw them. So I'm like, man, I just I it's so exciting because like I remember seeing them and thinking, like, man, we're on the ground level here. Like this band's amazing. You Mm -hmm. know, we've really been on the ground level of their career. It's it's fun to discover somebody that early and then just root for them. Right. You know, I was just like, yeah, come on, guys. You know, it's, it's like rooting for your sports team. Um, <laughs> okay. So yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift. Taylor <laughs> Swift. Okay. This Saturday, I'm taking my family to see Taylor Swift in theaters. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the Ares tour. And because I was asking everybody, I'm like, you know, asking my wife, I'm like, do you want to go? I knew my daughter wanted to go. I figured, it, it, at the very least, it would be just me and my daughter going because I'm I'm all about this, and I knew my daughter liked likes her music, so I asked my son, I'm like, hey, do you want to see uh, Taylor Swift in the movie theater? And he says, will there be popcorn and icy involved? I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, because we're going to a movie theater. There's always going to be popcorn involved. He's like, I'm in, and so for the show, I specifically bought him a shirt. This says, I'm only here for the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling my buddy Aiden because he works in the theater. And, oh, right and, on. and he's not he's not looking forward to it. He's like, dude, I'm not a Swifty. I'm not looking forward to this yeah. weekend. And I'm like, well, we are. We're pumped. Like, and But then I told him about my son. And he's like, dude, that's great. Like, So that totally made his day. So, yeah. So And, and thank goodness, right? Because maybe this will help her recoup her losses. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. I'm. I'm not a Swifty. You. You show me a picture of this person, and I'll say that's Taylor Swift. Well, yeah. But I. I know. I, I know been, you'll recognize you know. her for the same reason you remember the Britney Spears video. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, no. As a musician, I actually have a little more. I. I, I have a little more respect for for Swift because yeah, she does. She is doing her own thing. She's an actual musician and songwriter and all that. It's musically, it's just not my thing. But lately, okay, I have to admit, she's kind of been my hero, you know, <laughs> because because she's she's pissing people off and she's pissing off the people that I like to see pissed off. Well. Is she pissing people off, or are those people using her as a way to get clicks? Um, I because I've given this a lot that. of thought. Why, why don't you give the background? And I okay. have a lot of thoughts on this. Okay. Well, first off, and this is the thing when I when I say the people, I'm talking conservatives, and not like open-minded conservatives like yourself. Okay, I'm I'm talking about the narrow-minded, the hardcore, the extremist. 
with one tweet. Okay. Swift had recommended everyone go to register to vote at, you know, vote.org. Okay. Apparently, like, 200,000 people, like, flooded it. Okay. In just a short amount of time to register to vote. Yeah. Okay. Who is... Who are Swifties? For the most part, there's always going to be exceptions with every fan base, but for the most part, it's young people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What Pro- are probably young... 16 to 35 would probably be the demographic. Right. Right. Okay. What do our young people this day and age going to be voting Republican? Not likely. I mean,. I feel like it's a 50-50 shot. There's always an Alex P. Keaton out there. Mm. Oh, come on. That was funny. Well, I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. You kind of broke up. I said broke, there's broke always going to be an Alex P. Keaton out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. I, I hear you now. Yes. You're... I'm like, come on, man. That's funny. Yeah. Sorry. It was very, very much so. Yes. That's why I said for the most part. Okay, like for the most part, they're, you know, Swifties aren't going to be voting Republican. So that kind of gives, you know, the conservatives this 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 kind of like a, a scale, you know, of, you know, all of a sudden, you know, these these this generation coming up, you know, aren't going to be voting for us. And I think that's got the Republicans scared. Or not? Well, maybe not. Maybe not scared, but you know, it's 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 got them thinking so much to the point. And I think this is what the thing that you're going to be getting at. Yeah. Okay. But Nick Adams, the alpha male. Okay. Okay. First of all, I I, I have no idea who this person is. Up. By the way. What's that? I like the person that you shared that made this post. I mm-hmm. no idea who that guy is. Neither did I. Okay. Un- yeah. Until this, which is probably what's going to be your point. But um, who Nick Adams is? Okay, he calls himself the alpha male. Okay, number one, anyone who calls themselves that or gives himself the nickname of like Diesel. Or Duke, or King, or anything like that. Something like Snowy. Uh, well, I'm just kidding, I, dude. I, I couldn't resist. I, I, I you set me up. I got that rock and roll name, man. I know. I'm just sure, messing sure. you, dude. But you know, those you you don't give yourself nicknames. That's up to other people. Okay. Well, so I can't call myself the uh, um, uh, Iron Buns now. Um, you're gonna have a hard time. Outside of Mrs. Aaron, uh, to uh, <laughs> to get anyone to call you that, so, I don't but... see why that'd be a problem. But well, okay. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Anyway, it's irrelevant. The alpha male, Mr. Nick Adams. Like, tell me that's not a pro wrestler name. The alpha. It really male. is. Nick Nick Adams, and that's probably exactly what he was going for. Well, apparently, this guy is a far right wing. Twitter personality. Okay. That was what it was. That's what the description I saw. Okay. To which I responded, okay, whatever the fuck that is. But I kind of get the gist. Now, 
this is where I'm saying, okay, that Taylor and the Swifties, okay, kind of have, now there's a Taylor Swift tribute band name right there, patent pending. This is where I said they got the conservatives a little concerned because you got guys like this now twittering that the reason that um, Swift is now um, in this relationship with a famous football player is because her tour is tanking. Okay, okay. So she needs she she needs to get attention elsewhere. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> this is more Aaron's territory, but I know damn well, okay, that Swift is the biggest thing on the planet right now. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we talked about her on this show and she has nothing (laughs) to do with this show? Nothing to do with this is the one time though that I'm I'm really I I'm I'm all in. Like I just it's your show too, so I let you talk about whatever else and you let me talk about what what I want to talk about, you know, and and that's fine for the most part. But for me personally, I'm not spending a whole lot of time talking about some Pop Tart. This one I'm going to because just just for this very reason. I could not believe that the tour the tour is bombing. Yeah. Up here in Canada alone, six nights in the Rogers Center Stadium. And I want to point Toronto out Blue those Jets are six play. nights back to back. Yes. Like that's three hour shows. Do you understand uh, uh, the endurance of a musician? Uh-huh. That's especially There's not the a single person in the American Congress that could do anything like that for three hours. No. Not a single person. No. And certainly not no. for six nights in a row. No, so here, here are my thoughts. And okay. this is the, the, these are my thoughts on the internet in general, right? Um, but unfortunately, what's going on has worked for years, and it's probably always going to work, unless all of a sudden we all just decide, like, no, I'm over this shit today. But I don't think because because here's we're we're gonna do, we're gonna you know cover some facts here, right? So we know this show has been sold out and i mean she broke the internet she crashed all of uh, ticketmaster ser- you know servers like ticketmaster couldn't handle the volume like this show is not losing money like not even remotely mm. losing money there there's there's nobody out there who logically thinks that this show's losing any money if they know any of the news stories around it right, right. um and you know, does does she need to date a football player? No. And if anybody who knows anything about her songs, it like, um, you know, if this doesn't go well, he's going to be the next album anyway, right? <laughs> so right. you know, because because that, that's the old joke here. So it's like, um, I truly believe that this guy just gets off on attention, 
right? Remember, remember mm-hmm. the, the, the person that said, is your fave problematic, that young girl? Remember that, like, uh, and she was trash talking Metallica. We t- we talked about uh, the show. Oh, okay, okay. I. It's, but it it was just all this colossal negativity, and and basically, whatever celebrity was in the public eye at that moment, she would go out and dig up dirt on and just trash them, and just try to make oh, them look okay, like okay. horrible, horrible people. Like it's you know that. Honestly, like what she was doing is very much like what the religious right does, like the the Westboro Baptist Church, you know, trying to be a holier than thou kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it's oh. the same thing with this dude, right? This guy's doing the same thing. He's he's he is trying to get attention for himself by trash talking Taylor Swift, knowing full well that saying the things he's saying is going to ignite her fans into a frenzy because she has an insanely rabid fan base. Mm-hmm. So I think that he just pulled off the best, um, you know, gotcha moment on the internet. Definitely the best clickbait. Yeah. Well, but that's it. It's clickbait, right? Because it, everybody reacted exactly the way he wanted them to. It was like watching a script the way that people blew up because like I saw the first one, I'm like, who, who, who's saying this? Who is this person? And everybody's like, Oh, just the outrage around it. I'm like, guys, we all know this isn't true. Mm -hmm. Just move on. Like that's what this person wants. You know, it's like the bully that wouldn't leave you alone that wants you to react, that keeps saying stuff until you freak out in class and then you get in trouble, right? Like, that's what they want. They need that release. And if nobody freaked out, the guy would probably go hang himself. And I'm not trying to make light of that or anything, but, like, he probably mm-hmm. wouldn't know what to do with all that negative energy, you know? Because, let's face it, shitty people like that get off on causing trouble. Like that negativity, it's like oh, yeah. they need it because they are so miserable. They're called they're, trolls. They're I so see them in the, miserable. In the in the metal fandom, there's trolls. There's trolls in the wrestling fandom, the Star Wars fandom. Yeah. Like it's yeah. Yeah, and it gets to the point where I just I tune into a, th- a an internet thread and go, look, guys, don't feed the troll. That's Dude, back in the early days of the internet, I used to enjoy lighting the, the occasional grenade because uh, like in the early days of analog record or digital recording, it was very cold. It was very sterile, right? And we we're all trying to recapture mm-hmm. the warmth of analog. And um, and you'd have all these people that were just like, well, digital's better. And then they say, oh, well, this now, now we have this plug. It makes it sound just like analog. And so I would always, I would just toss the question out there just to watch people's head explode. And I just like, well, if you want it to sound like analog, why is digital better? Boom! <laughs> you know? And I'm just sitting back laughing. I'm like, I know why digital's better. It's quicker. It's faster. Like, like all these benefits, you know, like, I, I get it. You know? But then there's times, like, I still, still wonder, I'm like, is it better? I mean, like, I, I go back and forth, you know, like, like, I'm like, oh, I love the sound of analog, but then 
there's a shit ton of problems with analog, right? It's it's nostalgia because we don't have to deal with it every day anymore, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I mean, like I I used to enjoy that because <clears throat> I would just watch people explode because they wouldn't stop to think to get the joke, right? You know, in in this case, I'm just kind of ribbing them, and they would just go way too far. Um, and, and like, I remember like, like, cause we're doing like some live thing and I turned to my friend, Chris, I'm like, dude, watch this. He's like, what are you doing to do? And I asked the question, just, boosh, just, just people just lose their minds. Just like what happened with this guy, you know, because, and, and, and th- think about what social media does, right? The algorithm is programmed to keep you upset, or keep 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 your your interest level up, your passion level up. So, it feeds you stuff to keep keep you outraged, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, everybody fell fell for it. And you know, I mean, like I oh, uh, I can't remember. I had the number just the other day. I don't. I can't remember if it was like a billion. Let Let me Google it real quick. Hold on. Um. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. don't don't bounce it off me because I wouldn't know. So this is this is one of the moments, kiddos, where yes, Google is your friend. Because I'm not going to be of any help here. Okay, hold on. Damn it! <laughs> oh, here we go. Taylor Swift airs tour movie hits a pre-sale record. All right. right. And so, so again, this is on CNN. It's on CNN business. There's no way mm-hmm. that everybody doesn't know this, right? If they want to. Here we go. Um, it's expected to make, here we go. T- advanced ticket sales made $26 million the first day that it went live on August 31st. Huh. And... It's expected to rake in between 100 million and 125 million opening weekend. And wow. I, I saw somewhere where, like, uh, the, the pre sale was, whatever the pre sale was, it was ridiculous, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, it was just, it was just insane. And I mean, just what she's making out the movie alone, you know, Hollywood is jealous. You know, they, they wish that every film was making like that, right? So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, like I, I, I think that um, that guy pulled a classic Gene Simmons, where he says something just to get everybody talking. You know, like, like, like uh, you know, that, he really is an ignorant bumpkin. Like, well, and, and but if he uh, is, natural selection too. will take care of it. Eventually, he's yeah. going to stick his finger in the light socket, and somebody will find him dead. Right. <laughs> Probably, probably. You know, he'll pee on the electric fence, something like that. Who knows? For this special episode, I got a a, a a fistful of metal here, and some of the some of these tunes are going to be uh, kind of for the spooky season, shall we say? Because you know, Halloween, <clears throat> excuse me, is just a couple weeks away, and I figured let's go with a track off of the new record the great tribulation from none other than elm street oh yes elm street have a new record out really cool modern thrash let's give it a go this is take the night 
what is the secret Dwayne is hiding in the basket? What's in the basket? Some of the tenants claim to have heard noises coming from this room. Like someone on a rampage. What's in the basket? You're that kid Needleman warned me about. The Bradley boy. The freak we separated. I know an awful lot of guys, Dwayne. But you're... different. What's in the basket? What's in the basket? What's in the basket? My brother. Your brother! <laughs> Open it, if you dare. Basket case. Time listeners know that this time of year, October, I'm going to be playing one of my all-time favorite records from the mighty Empatigo, the Altimo Mondo Cannibal record, and that was a Dear Uncle Creepy, which is kind of like a, you know, a um, a nod, a love letter to the old Creepy magazine because empatigo are just you know okay they're one of the godfathers of grind but huge horror film fanatics that's why i gravitated to them so easily and before that uh november 24th it's gonna be a while yet before this record becomes official but it the, the the first single came across my desk. We absolutely had to play it because High Spirits are an absolutely wicked band that was in the moonlight from the safe on the other side. So we're going to have about a month to wait 
but I couldn't help myself, you know. They want the song out there now, so it's like, hey, you don't got to twist my arm, you know. High Spirits, former uh, Radioactive Metal alum as well, so every chance we get, you know, we're going to get we're going to get their music on out there. What else did you want to talk about? Well, I have a question for you. How does okay. Rob Zombie make brownies? How does Rob Zombie make brownies? Eggs, milk and flour, and bag for half an hour, and frost with the back of my spatula! <laughs> oh, God. Come on, All that's right. great. Isn't that great? That is, okay. <laughs> Where did you hear that from? Uh, Will. Is that just... Big Willie. He Big posted, Willie, he posted that high. meme on Facebook today. Okay. And I was in tears. I'm like, that's <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever read. Right on. Right yeah. on. Yeah, I love it. Like, I'm like, <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing Weird Al should totally be doing that. Oh, definitely. Picture yeah. Weird Al doing that. Like, that. that's, mm-hmm. it, it's totally up his alley. It's food related. I mean, come on. It's great. Yeah, uh, definitely works. Yeah. All right. So, Snowman, right before the world shut down in 2020, I went to see the Kirk Hammer collection at the museum about an hour and a half away from me here. And it was an amazing night. Horror movie posters. We've talked about it on the show. And um, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And that's why I started sending you links today. Because I, I, you know, and I talked about this on the show, but I bought a couple of prints that Kirk did for the um, exhibits. Like the one I have here is from, I think it's from Ontario. Yeah, the Royal Ontario Museum. I have um, a print that they did for that. The Salem, Massachusetts one. I have a print for for Ooh. that. And they're they're these high quality, you know, like movie poster art print in the classic style. Um. That I got framed and hung up finally. And I also finally framed and hung up my puss head print that I've had for almost 20 years now. And oh, okay. so today, I'm like, what would it cost to get an actual original Creature from the Black Lagoon poster? And, and that's the thought that spurred what we're about to do next. So, okay, I am curious... But what do you think, 1954, the original Creature from the Black Lagoon, what do you think that poster would cost? Like, over the internet? Are you talking yeah, about over the internet. So, so just... for anybody who wants to follow along at home, filmposters.com is where I'm at, right? And this is like a site that's been doing this okay. since like 93 or 95. Um, and, and these are like legit posters that they're... They, they're, they're pretty serious about it, right? And if there's other sites, I need to keep looking around. Um, but they'll tell you, you know, how many sheets, the dimensions. Was it a lobby card? Is it folded? Is it unfolded? You know, and, and you can see the picture of the poster that you're going to buy, right? Because these are all individual things. Because right. they're, they're not mass produced, right? So mm-hmm. original, um Night or not Night of Living Dead. Original Creature from the Black Black Lagoon, nineteen fifty four movie poster. What what do you think mm. that might go for? Okay, and this is the original promo. It's not a reprint nope. or anything like that. So the, the original oh that would have been at a movie theater. 
Right. Yeah. So that makes it uh, of definitely of value. Um, it's. I'm gonna say seven hundred and fifty dollars. You are about thirty some thousand too low. Thirty five really? grand. Thirty five. Holy 000. shit! That's what I said. That's what I said. I was oh. floored. I was floored because I'm like, I know it's a classic movie. I love the movie. It's, you know, I mean, I've got my coaster here. I've got the mask. Like, I love this movie. 35 grand, dude. And, and I, I, you know, I know there's money in this because, you know, Kirk Hammett has the money to toss around. Like, mm-hmm. that's, I don't mean one way or another, just like, I'm glad he can because he shares with all of us, you know? But mm-hmm. I, like I know there's gonna be some big money for some of this, but I'm like, okay, is that that big of a movie? So apparently it is. <clears throat> so, oh, you yeah, said, absolutely. Well, how about you find some film, some you know film posters, and I'll guess what they cost. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be fun. So I have I have a warm up one for you. Get a warm. Okay. Right. <clears throat> just just to kind of kind of get people thinking about this. So we'll we'll do something fairly recent. Alien. Nineteen seventy nine. Alien. You know okay. you, you know you're old when something is 40, 40 years ago is fairly recent. Well, it's more recent than the creature from the Black Lagoon. And I am old, thanks. But anyway. So this is the classic poster with the egg and the green kind of out of it and the alien print across the top. All right. Now, this has been folded. It's a single sheet. It's 27 inches by 41 inches. Um, I believe the NM is for near mint condition, but it has been folded. So you can see the fold lines on it. What do you think Mm -hmm. that might go for? It won't be as much as. Yeah, nowhere near the creature. As creature. I'm going to say 5000 Okay. Way less. Way less. Like under oh, under a grand. Really? Okay. 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 Well, 750 You're close. 900 uh, Okay. Wow. Yeah. 900 Right? And, and like still, that, that to me, I'm like, oh, that feels high. But, you know. All right. Now, th- this kind of, you know, fits with our... Well, our, our sort of in, enjoyment here. Are you familiar with a movie called Astro Zombies from 1968? No. Okay. No, but all right. Well, then yeah. I'll, I'll just give you this one because th- this one, the art's just cool. Okay. The way they have it, that one's about 500. Um, let's see here. How about? Oh, here we go. How about original Back to the Future 1985? Unfolded 27 by 41. Like, and this is like basically just about mint condition here. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, this, this the crazy part is they have two of them here, and I can't tell why there's a price difference. But go ahead and, and, and guess a price because probably either way you're right. Uh, I'm going to say about $1,500. Okay. So, for one of them, you're low. For the other one, you're high. One is twenty five hundred. <laughs> the other one no, is eight seventy five. Uh, okay. 
I, I can't, again, I can't figure out why, but I'm also yeah, just kind of looking at the uh, thing here. All right. How about Barbarella? Are you familiar with Barbarella, the Jane Fonda? I am. Okay. I am. It's also a comic book now. Okay. Like, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Now, there are several different of the Barbarellas. It looks like they're all the same dimension. Well, no, I take it back. Um, two are 27 by 41. And there's another two here that are 41 inches by 81 inches. So those are really big posters. Oh, and it looks like it's also a three sheet, right? Because it was that big for those ones. And then like the smaller ones are a single sheet. So what what do you think here? We'll, we'll give you a range for those. Okay, what, what, what do you think for Barbarella? It, it had its cult following. Yeah. But I believe that the fan base is psychotic enough that they would shell out $1,000 for this. Okay, and you would be right. The the big one is twelve hundred. It's in a near mint condition. Looks great. Okay, um, but you could also get this one of the smaller ones that's still you know it's been folded, but it looks pretty good uh, for two seventy five. Oh, okay. So if you're a super fan, right? That that's possible. Okay, so th- that that was our warm ups. That was just playing with a little sci fi because I was having fun with that. All right. Okay. Let's jump in here to American Werewolf in London. Okay. Now, this uh, there are there are different posters here, and each poster is a different price because it's all different art. So, the mm-hmm. classic, like VHA VHS jacket we're used to seeing yeah. with the two hikers, the one guy's the red jacket yeah. and the black jacket and the moon. There's mm-hmm. that one. And then there's the other art, which to me looks like a red splatter cat, but I think it's supposed to look like a, a wolf that's like painted with like red spray paint splatter. Okay. Those are the two different posters. Um, I will tell you that the the VHS jacket one, that one costs less than the other one, and I don't know why. Really? Yeah. I was already thinking that would be the more... Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and this one is so like I, I didn't know what to expect, but I'm like, oh, like like the VHS jacket one. I'm like, that's reasonable. The um, the the red splatter one. I'm like, wow, why? But go ahead. What what are your what's your guess here? Okay, for for the for the hikers. Okay, original poster. Ah. $1,200. Okay, it's twelve fifty for the Red Splatter Wolf one. Oh, okay, so the this hikers, one is right. It's less. Go ahead. I'll let you I'll let you take another um, stab. 950. 175. Okay. Yeah. Now this one does have a lot of folds in it. And what I can't figure out is why it's folded. Yeah. Um, I I, I just that? I don't know if that's just how people transport them then like I don't know um okay here hang on I'm you roll to... them you get an elastic band and yeah keep it together while it's rolled like this isn't hard people yeah I have stuff that I I kept rolled up for years until I was ready okay let's see here mm-hmm. 
I, I've just got up the whole site. So if anybody wants to follow along, but I, I have been saving one for the very end because oh, okay. um, I, Oh, here we go. The original 1976 carry. Now this one is 13 by 30. So it's a narrow, but tall. Uh-huh. Right. And it says very fine. It looks like there's probably a, uh, like a trifold. So it's folded three ways, but it looks good. It says, if you've got a taste for terror, you have a date with Carrie. And it has the Sissy Spacek mm-hmm. when she's getting crowned on the left. And then on the right is the classic Sissy Spacek covered in right. blood. Right. What are your thoughts on this one? Well, it's definitely going to be more expensive than my Carrie shot glass that I have. Probably. Right, right here. Yeah. <laughs> because this was like 90, 99 cents or whatever. And it was 99 cents well spent, damn it. Uh, because Carrie is actually, like, the original De Palma is one of my all-time uh, favorite movies. And I'm definitely going to be watching it this this at some point in this, this month. Uh, it's going to be pretty pricey, and that's going to piss me off, because I would definitely want this. Okay. Uh... Fifteen hundred dollars. One twenty-five. <laughs> okay. I really think you're going to be surprised on some of these. Like, like some of them. Like, well, why is this only one twenty-five? Well, like, it's Carrie. Yeah. Like, I, I was shocked. I'm like, that's it. <clears throat> All right. Christine, nineteen eighty-three. Stephen King. Ah, another wicked. Uh... Right, and this poster, it, th- dude. This is the classic silhouette of the car you see the hot the headlights and just it's i love this art right love this art Mm -hmm. 1983 there's two different versions they're both the same price one is a tall um narrow one 14 by 36 the other one is a 22 by 28 and that's more of a portrait it's a kind of a picture and if i was to get one i would probably want that one but all right what are your thoughts Ah, okay, since I just got totally hosed, and I'm so glad that I did, because I would, you know, 125 for 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 an original carry promo sounds good to me. Well, that's um, what I was thinking. I'm like, this is yeah. terrible. Yeah, I, but for Christine, let's, maybe, that might be just a little bit higher. I'm going to say 200. Keep going. Okay. Uh, three. 300. 450. Wow. Okay. But I will say these look pristine. Uh, okay. Right? Well, Absolutely that's pristine. Probably okay. why. All right. All right. Oh. Oh. 1982's Creep Show. Oh. And is it the, like the original of the with the host, the skeleton in the uh, box office? No, this one actually looks like um, a creep show comic book where it's it's that illustrated the kids in bed reading the creep show oh, magazine, yeah, the ghouls outside the window. Oh, okay, that would be my second choice. Okay. Ah. Uh, That one won't be as much, but 
I'm going to say four hundred dollars for that. Pretty close, three fifty. Oh, okay. See now, now, now you're getting your groove. All right. Mm-hmm. 1978's Dawn of the Dead. Oh, okay. Okay, don't, don't, uh, don't, don't screw yourself here, Snowy. Just because this is one of your all-time favorite films, so your the value of it might be a little bit higher in your eyes. I'm going to say seven hundred dollars. Three seventy-five. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, maybe I did it to myself. Okay. Which? Which? What's the poster like? What is this? It is the. It's the face with the red stuff on the back, and then the Dawn of the Dead is laying back like the Star Wars intro. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I did a, uh, I did a painting of that in high school, and I think oh, I still, God. I, I still got it down in the snowy vaults. Nice. As well, yeah. All right. Let's see it's here. We're gonna it's go always to the a creative page. Guy. And I'm just kind of scrolling through here, right? L- looking for stuff. Oh, Friday the 13th, 1980. Now, this is a set of eight lobby cards. Are you familiar with the lobby cards? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't. Like, I didn't know anything about that until I went to this Kirk Hammond exhibit. So, what do you think that eight lobby cards from the original Friday the 13th would cost? And again, one of my all-time favorite films. Uh, I'm going to say 500? 200. Ah. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm glad this stuff isn't... Okay, I'm going on film posters at some point. You should seriously uh, <laughs> go on there and like pick yourself out a birthday present. I think so. I think so. Because there, because when we get to the one, I like I I think it's going to do it for you. Um, okay. So this one I didn't even see the first time I went through, but the German poster for Fright Night. Oh. So it's all in German. It's the right. it's the classic art with like the 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 wispy clouds with the vampire kind of vampire face over the house. Over the house. Yeah, yeah. See that the German is going to add value to it. Well, I I don't have any American ones to to compare to because it's only a German and a French one. But right. this one is way less than I expected, especially for the cult following that it has. Right. And I mean way less than I expected. Okay. Well, then I'm going to say 200? 75. Really? Yeah. I'm going on the test site. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get an angry text from Mrs. Snowy. (laughs) What are you teaching him? What you guys talk about tonight? Why do I have these fucking posters coming in? (laughs) Exactly. All right. Here we go. Original 1984 Ghostbusters. The four guys, well, actually just the three guys with their packs pointing up and like the green slime kind of stuff on on the up in the air. 
Okay. In the Ghostbusters logo. Go ahead. What's your guess? Mm. Okay, it's not the the no ghost classic. Um, so, but still, we're talking the Ghostbusters here. Uh, and I'm sure come October, do a total overhaul of the uh, website and kind of knock up everything a couple bucks more. Wouldn't be surprised. I don't. Know. Uh, I don't know. I, they they seem to keep this pretty market value. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say for this one, two hundred. Very close. Three hundred. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, three hundred. Not bad. All right. Let's see here. Oh. 1978 Halloween. It's Ooh. the classic knife with a pumpkin, and it says the right. night he came. Yes, that's that's the only like there's so much Halloween art, but that that is the one. Uh, okay, so for Halloween, it's gonna be a little more than that. I'm gonna say 450, Bob. Twelve fifty, one thousand two hundred fifty dollars. Oh, uh, wow. Okay, that's a little out of my price range. Well, yeah, I'm with you. And, that, and that's the thing is, like some of, some of these where I'm like, that's it. Others I'm like, holy crap! Right. All right. Let's see here. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Okay. This 1956 Invasion of the Body Snatchers, it's a Ooh. big one, 41 by 81. So that's that's a real big one. It's three different sheets to put it together. What's your guess on that one? Because that's a cult classic too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just just last night I watched the original thing from Another World. So yeah. Um... Okay, it's the original 50s, you said. Yep, 1956. So that's going to have a little more value than the 70s remake. <sighs> I'm $500. $2,500. Ah! Right? I like, these are hard to tell. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see the the '78 remake? No, I've with never Donald, seen either of them. Actually. Oh, uh, okay, okay. But this was when remakes were good and they weren't happening. Like every other movie, like today is a remake, a sequel, a prequel, or a in universe and all that. But yeah, you had those really um, cool remakes that had a purpose for it like the blob in 88 the f the fly around that same time too yeah uh john carpenter redid the thing as i as as, as i just mentioned invasion of the body snatchers this is this was when the remakes worked and those remakes are now classics on their own you know on top of the original and it's just like nobody today 
okay and it's been a good 20 30 years or whatever oh man that remake of that that shot for shot remake of psycho oh with vince vaughn oh that movie's such a classic no one is right. saying that no no not, not at all now no. but speaking of psycho okay since, since, since we've um since we're on the subject here here is 1969 um so it had to be like a re-release right but it's it's the you know it's the janet lee version but it's, mm-hmm. it's this poster from 1969 it looks like it's australian and it's black and white like kind of pencil art and it looks like she's kind of half dressed but but it's it's hand drawn art it's not photography oh crap there's not a price on that one cuz out of stock never mind ah all right well so that was a lot of build up for nothing um <laughs> but so we'll, we'll just jump over there's another one here from 1960 now 1960 would be the original right uh yeah Okay, so this one, and what's funny to me is like, this has a picture of Janet Lee. She's you know in in a bra and like the slip, you know, and mm-hmm. turned facing the camera. There's some guy shirtless. There's another guy who looks creepy, and it says Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Thirty five hundred. Oh. But the art's not even anything where I'm like, oh yeah, I'd want that on the wall. Like now, like I like the Australian version better because there's more art to that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that was interesting. All right, let's see here. Scrolling. I might have to pull out my V8, my DVD of Psycho and the Birds. Have a, have a nice double feature. Well, they were playing the Birds at one of the theaters here recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, well, the joke is, like, good. my mother-in-law always talks about, that's one of the first movies she saw in the theater. Like her older sister took her, and okay. so and she's terrified of it, which I totally get because I've told you my story about the blob, you know. Mm-hmm. Like when you see is it, certain things, when you see as a little kid, it's just like ah, you know. Um, and so so we keep joking. We're like, my my wife's like, oh, kids, the birds are playing. Let's take grandma, <laughs> you know. Right on. Right it's on. it's just, yeah, it's just a good family joke right yeah. now. Okay. Actually, American Werewolf in London is going this month is going to be playing in our local art house theater, oh, the, the nice. uh, Cinematheque. Not only that, but every month there's a special movie being aired called McDonald at the Movies, okay. hosted by Kids in the Hall, Kevin McDonald. Oh, cool. Yeah, like yeah, Kevin McDonald lives in Winnipeg. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, I knew every, that. Every, every once in a while, I get Kevin Mc, I hear about Kevin McDonald's sightings. And he's just walking around the village, you know. Like, That's he's cool. Just, he's, he's just a guy. All right. Yeah. You ready for the last one? Okay, yeah. We're itching for some tunes here. 1986. Okay. Trick or Treat. It's 27 by 41 inches. It's unfolded. No okay. folds. It, it's the Sammy Kerr playing the guitar with a flaming kind of pumpkin face, jack-o'-lantern face almost behind him. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that that classic art. What's your guess? Okay. This is going to be... 
this is going to be like a, a, a psycho fan like me is the one like like just a, a casual horror film you know guy isn't buying this it's 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 gonna be a guy like you and i oh yeah and for an original promo poster five hundred dollars 175 oh really yeah okay yeah <laughs> that's that that's in my budget well yeah i say that like that that's on snowy's <laughs> christmas list this year it is it is excellent yeah <laughs> right on right on filmposters.com okay for a disclaimer no they're not a sponsor no not at all this is just something for fun and all that because like we have like my room is covered like this office room this bedroom okay is covered in posters i got return of the living dead i got a and these are reprints um a reprint of godzilla king of the monsters and my my prize piece is a uh, promo poster from the uh, VHS, the VHS release from the craft when Mrs. Snowy worked in a video store. Oh, when nice. it came in, yeah, uh, it's still we 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 still have it. It's still on the wall, and yeah, it's just one of our favorite films and soundtracks and all that. It's just absolutely fantastic. So let's get into some tunage here and more radioactive metal alums. Dropping new tunes. The mighty Kirith Ungol. Dark Parade should be available now. Once again, there's a band that we go way back with. Let's go with Looking Glass. Through the broken 
most people. I look at people and I see nothing worth liking. Okay, I know that you would be quite agitated at me if we didn't drop the title track from the new Werewolves album from the uh, good people at Prosthetic Records. That's My Enemies Look and Sound Like Me. And before that, of course, speaking of Radioactive Metal alum, the Harm's Way dropped their new record, A Common Suffering from the good folks at Metal Blade that was Silent Wolf. Really, really cool stuff. As, you know, as all of our longtime listeners know, and the people that just know me, you know, just personally in the scene and at my Clark Kent job and all that, and my family and all that, they know that I'm big on the October Horror Movie Challenge. Okay, which is... The idea is to watch 31 horror films throughout the month of October leading up to Halloween. Okay. As we speak, we're October 11 right now. No, October 10th as we speak. Yes. Um, And I believe I am at last night was movie 11. So I'm kind of ahead of the game. Okay. My plans for this weekend, to start this weekend off, because it's a Friday the 13th. Okay. Isn't isn't it awesome how we have a Friday the 13th in the month of October this year? This is fantastic. It's every horror fan's dream. That's the best part. It definitely is. It definitely is. So what I'm going to be doing, because I've been burned on Halloween, on uh, Friday the 13th with this before, where where I was, I got home from work, I had a shower, a bite to eat, I got into my PJs, I'm watching a Friday the 13th movie. I slapped in the original, two minutes into the movie, the phone rings. Hey, Snowy, what you doing? Well, I'm in my PJs. It's Friday the 13th. I'm watching Friday the 13th. Why? What's up? Well, we're all down here at this club. This band is playing. We all want you to come down. All right. All right. I guess I'm going to put on a pair of fucking pants, and I'm going to come down and have a good time. Which oh, I no. Had- not that. Which, not that. Which I had an absolutely amazing time <laughs> and all that and all that. This year, though, the plan is once again getting home from work, turning off my phone, getting into my PJs, and just going on a Friday the thirteenth marathon. As many of the films that I could get in before I fall asleep. And with that in mind, and since if you're listening to this the day that it's released, it is Friday the 13th. Happy, happy, happy for everyone listening to this. So what I thought I would do 
while we're just kicking back and having a couple drinks and just enjoying the birthday, is I thought I would quickly go through all 12 of the Friday the 13th movies. And just in preference, in my own personal preference, in case you, the listeners, want to give yourself your own Friday the 13th marathon this weekend. So if you don't mind, I know this is not really your thing, but you got to know that Friday the 13th is Jason with the hockey mask and all that. Like, even you know that, right? Yes. Well, yes and no. Because the, the very first Friday the 13th, it wasn't Jason. Right. Right. It was... Pam. The, um, sorry? It's his mom, Pam. It was his mother, Pam, Pam Voorhees. And when the when they made this movie, okay, it was right that post-Halloween big slasher whodunit type boom that was going on. You had Friday the 13th. You had The Prowler, My Bloody Valentine, Prom Night, uh, the Burning, and, of course, Friday the 13th, the original. There was no big vision of the new Frankenstein's monster in the form of Jason in a hockey mask. This was just a simple slasher. To this day, because of that, because of that idea and the time period, Friday the 13th Part 1 is... Still my all-time favorite. And I'm going to be starting my marathon with that. Uh, Friday the part, Friday the 13th Part 2 was when we first... They, intro, they first introduced Jason. Okay. This was Baghead Jason. They hadn't introduced the hockey mask yet. He just had like a, a white potato sack over his head with a hole in the eye cut out. Wow. I, but, I yeah. honestly didn't know the evolution. Like I've, I've only known hockey mask. Okay. Well, this isn't your thing. You know, of course, all of our, you know, our, our horror aficionados are saying like, come on, snow, you're boring me, but <laughs> not everyone, you know, <laughs> you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't kind of for absolutely everyone. That is my second favorite film. I really dug Baghead Jason and just the characters and the ideas kind of behind it. Tom Savini, though, okay, the effects gore master that did the first one. And, of course, he did Creepshow and Dawn of the Dead. Like, Tom Savini's the man, okay? He turned down Friday the 13th Part 2 because, like, and his words were, there is no Jason. Jason is dead. You know, he drowned years ago. That was the whole premise for the first the movie. The first movie, yeah. Well, for the second one, you know, they had to come up with an idea. Oh, we're just going to make it Jason. To which Tom Savini replied by saying, well, anyone who watches a Friday the 13th movie after part one is stupid. 
<laughs> you're fucking lucky that you're Tom Savini, and I had a great time meeting you at one of the cons. <laughs> oh, that gets, yeah. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> very, very much so. Very much so. Uh, number three is Friday the 13th, part four. The final Friday, where the idea was killing off Jason. They did entice Tom Savini back, like to kill his own monster, the Frankenstein's monster and all that. They brought him back. That was supposed to be the end of it. And <laughs> so part four was supposed to be the end. Yeah, part part four. Because didn't they? Aren't they up to like ten? There's there's like twelve of them, including the remake and Freddy versus Jason. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they called part four the final Friday, and yeah, that's that's my third favorite. Um, number four for me personally is the aforementioned Freddy versus Jason. The only problem with this one because this is the Clash of the Titans. This oh, yeah. is the WrestleMania horror, you know, like this is this is Freddy versus Jason. The only problem with this is it happened about 20 years too late. Like if they would have had this movie like in 1989, when Freddy was huge, Jason was still a thing, you know, and and going strong. Freddy versus Jason would have been huge. And well, did have Catherine Isabel in it though, and there's a lot of really cool gore I in this. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a good reason to uh, to tune in this um, this October. Uh, number five, I got to give some love to uh, the Friday the Thirteenth remake. I think that came out in two thousand nine, um, where it was basically the. Uh, elements of the first the first four friday the 13th movies and kind of amalgamated these elements all into one film and if you're familiar you know with the first handful of movies you'll see you'll see what i mean you'll go oh yeah that was from part one that was from part two blah 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 so and in terms of remakes okay which a lot of them are crap like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I believe just a couple years before that, this was actually pretty good. I bought the I bought the DVD and everything. I'm hopefully get to it sometime this uh, this October. Uh, number six, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Jason lives. This was when he um, was uh, uh, resurrected from the dead by Tommy Jarvis. And Arnold Horshack. Okay. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. What the hell? Who what was Arnold Horshack's name from the Sweat Hogs from Welcome Back uh, Cotter? Well, his character I thought it was Horshack. Yeah, but the the actor. I, oh, I, I don't the know the actor's actor name. Okay, well he was Who knows that? Jeez. <laughs> He's Horshack. I did. I did until just now. <laughs> it's kind of left my head. Yeah, Jason is the new Frankenstein with this. He's he's resurrected. It's it's basically zombie Jason. And it's just a big dumb popcorn movie, really. Like there's there's really nothing to this. He's just slashing a bunch of people. 
But the soundtrack, hey, Alice Cooper has got like three songs in it, including like the theme song, He's Back, The Man Behind the Mask. So uh, number seven for me would be, well, Friday the 13th, part seven, um, New Blood is subtitled where it's basically zombie Jason um, is butting heads with a girl with telekinetic powers. And that's Tina, right? Uh, I believe that was their name. Okay. And, yeah, they, and the, the reason I remember this is because I was dating a girl and her sister was Tina. And that uh, movie was out at the same time. And so she was, you know, I was talking about that. Okay. Basically, I'm thinking they couldn't get the uh, rights to the word carry. And they wanted like a carry versus Jason type thing. So they just kind of did the next best thing. Um, that would have been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. For sure. For sure. Uh, number eight, Friday the 13th, part five. Which was, you know, after Jace, Jason is dead. Um, but a, trage- a, a, tragedy, a tragedy happens in this house, halfway home for, uh, for teenagers. And so someone else is out to get revenge, takes up the Jason persona and all that. But yeah, it's basically, it's basically not counting part one. It's basically the Jasonless Friday the 13th. Uh, number nine, number nine, number nine, Friday the 13th, part three. Paint, paint, paint by numbers. They've admitted it themselves. This was just, oh, we did really good with the first one and the second one. Let's get a third one out there. And this really wasn't anything. Uh, too spectacular. Number 10 was Friday the 13th, part 9. Jason goes to hell. Um, you see very little of Jason in this. He kind of bounces around, you know, from person to person to do his evil deeds. It was just it was just way out there and way off the wall. But if you get the unrated version, there's a lot of good extra nudity and a lot of good gore. <laughs> As well, as well. Yeah, well, yeah. You you know, always every time I pick up a horror film, like a a DVD box, the first thing I do is I look for the rating. If it says unrated, okay, that's the version I want. Okay, because there's nothing cut out to appease the MPAA to get an R rating. All the good stuff was left in. I I used to do like the uncut, the director's versions, the unrated, uncut. And then I started realizing that it's not the same story for me. Like, like there are times where like I watch the uncut and, you know, the unrated, I'm like, oh, this is trash. No wonder they cut it down. I'm like, this is so boring right now. Well, with a horror film, it's mostly... They're getting rid of a, some some of the sex and nudity, like to get the R rating to get it in the theater. Because uh, I can ha, say ha, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, as as a horror film fanatic. Okay, you remember all that anger that you had for the PMRC back then when we were teenagers? Yes, I had that for the PMRC and that for the MPAA as well. 
Like, and everyone wonders, Snowy, when you were a teenager, why were you so angry? Well, it's shit like this, man. <laughs> Fucking right, I was. <laughs> One of the dumbest movies of all time. Okay. And I know Friday the 13th had a lot of dumb movies, but part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> Jason Takes Manhattan, the title alone. That, 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 that yeah. Like, I could not because this was, what, a couple years after the Muppets took Manhattan? Okay, and it's just like, I, I can't. <laughs> oh, is he no, funny or you put it in context like that? It's true. Oh, that's like, great. You had the Muppets take Manhattan, then a couple years later, you had Jason takes Manhattan. And I remember when that when I first read, you know, the new Friday the 13th, reading about this in Fangoria magazine, Jason takes Manhattan. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> like, like, really? They should wow. have this piggy show up at the end and chop his head off or something. <laughs> yeah. Great. It would have been. And for the most part, most of the movie, okay, was Jason aborting a ship, okay, apparently somehow from camp, you can get to Camp Crystal Lake to the, the Atlantic Ocean by right by Manhattan, somehow, okay, and of course the background all looks like the Pacific Northwest because it was shot in Vancouver, was shot in Victoria or in uh, in in BC, so I was like, "Yeah, sorry, New Jersey doesn't look like that." <laughs> okay, but that's okay. That's kind of a nitpicky thing. But most of this movie was the boat ride from, you know, from Camp Crystal Lake to to uh, to New York. Why there was a yacht? At Camp Crystal Lake? I don't know. Why wouldn't there be? I don't know. This is just one of the dumbest movies of all time. And finally, let's get into a couple more tunes here. Jason X. Like Jason 10. I think by now, the, the, the producers... Which, whichever company it was, they lost the rights to the words Friday the 13th. And they were ready to push out another movie, so they just called it Jason. Jason X, because it was the 10th one. And, you know, the X, X-Files, X is the buzz. Well, the, the buzz, iPhone buzz 10. Letter. It was the yeah, iPhone the X. iPhone 10, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the stupid-ass one where he was froze in cryo in like cryogenically for 500 years and then ended up in space and it's just it's absolutely the dumbest <sighs> the dumbest present like they, they went they they went straight for the, like the the course of 11 films that that awesome first one which was grounded in reality okay like this was a believable film <laughs> Oh yeah, the first one absolutely. <laughs> yeah, all the way to Jason in space. Yeah, pigs in space. Uh, dude, every time you say Jason in space, I think <laughs> the same thing: pigs in space. For the Muppet Show. They, obviously, the Friday the Thirteenth franchise owes so much to the Muppets. Uh, well, 
we owe so much to our listeners for putting up with this with this segment. So we're gonna make it up to them now with a couple of cool tunes here. Gamma Bomb. November 10th from the good folks of Prosthetic drop a new records bats. This is Speed Funeral. Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? 
We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at The Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. Eyes that are blind Eyes that see 
that interesting bit of a tunage was Dead Bob from the new record, Life Like with White Stone Eyes. And what Dead Bob is, is drummer John Wright from No Means No, the legendary Canadian punk band. He's got his own eh, sort of, it's his band, it's his project. Really, really cool stuff. I figured we got to get some Dead Bob on <laughs> this special episode. Well, my friend, once again, happy birthday to you in another year of putting up with my shit and, you know, coming out and hanging out and just sharing all that we are to all of our beautiful listeners. Before we get on out of here, though, I figured I would take a couple minutes to say hello and happy birthday as well to everyone over the years that have graced this show with their expertise that had a seat here with us. And of course, all of these people know that their seat will always be open, it will always be warm, and they're always welcome, you know, to once again join us for as long and for as little as they choose to. First and foremost, happy birthday. Thank you so much to our good buddy Rock. Rock, Rock, Rock Valancourt. He was our uh, second co-host when the original kind of had enough, kind of wanted to do something else. Rock said, hey, 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 pick me, pick me. I want to do this. And he basically saved the show and really turned it into um, everything that it was and that it is. Because Rock really lit a fire under my ass when it came to doing the interviews. Like, he started doing some interviews in his neck of the woods. And I'm like, hey, hey, I want in on this. Like, we had already, you know, before Rock came on, we had already done some wicked interviews with some of the biggest you know, stars in, in, in metal, but you know, I wasn't doing as many, but yeah, it's like, okay, I'm in, I'm in. And it's, it's just been an incredible ride. So we want to say thank you, Mr. Rock. We really appreciate it. Happy birthday to our good buddy, uh, Elizabeth Hart Maxwell. She's um, now, she's a kickboxer in Denmark. Wow. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, running her own gym out there now, and she was on a uh, pay-per-view that oh, no that way. aired that aired on the Fight app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hey, Liz, once again, thank thank you. Happy birthday, Corrine. <laughs> when when Elizabeth left, Rock came up to me and said, "We have I I met this young lady in the scene. She's doing this." You know, she was doing her Metal Chicks Rocks uh, website and all that, because that was always a pre prerequisite of mine. You know, if we're going to bring some something on someone on. What what are they doing? What are they doing elsewhere and all that? And she she had this thing going on and she joined us, gave her own unique spin and a fresh voice on the show and. Yeah, I still consider her just an amazing friend of mine, and I always will. 
Hello. You mentioned um, Big Will. Big Willie. Big Willie. Big Willie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't with us for too long, but I definitely loved having him on because I kind of, kind of, sort of. Like I saw a little bit of me in a younger, like a younger version of me, in a in a way, and like I said, he just brought his own his own spin to it. Um, I still see uh, our most recent former co-hostess uh, Sky. I still see her as often as I can. She's. Uh, a really big part of the metal and hardcore scene here in Winnipeg, of course, with the the, bull, the with the Bulldog Event Center, and yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, her time with us wasn't as long as I would have liked to have. But yeah, once again, she she, she definitely brought uh, some something to the table that is that is missed, and hopefully, one day we can just kind of get her to sit in just for a day and just. Get of all of our listeners um, up to speed on what she's doing that I don't share. And finally, we want to say, like, to the guy who basically started everything, Mr. Dario Psycho, like, 17 years ago, he came up to me. And this is, he's, a, he's an old friend of mine. We go back to high school, best man at my wedding, my my daughter's god godfather and all that. He came up to me and he said Hey man, you want to do you you want to do a metal podcast? Uh, what's a podcast? You know, because this, you know, this was at the time when like podcasts really weren't a thing, or it yeah. was, they were just starting. There was really only a handful of metal podcasts, and very few of those are still around are still around today so after he explained it to me i'm like okay so we can do a radio show in your basement oh yeah sure i've got all the software i got all the equipment i can do it all right uh, and i was at the time i was thinking ah we'll do a dozen episodes you know maybe maybe a year whatever no 17 years later radioactive metal is still out and about killing it. So thank you, everyone that I just mentioned. And like I said, your seat is always open here for you to get us on out of here. Once again, like I was, it wasn't it wasn't absolutely vital, but I did kind of want to keep the music a little bit with the uh, with in line with 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 the October season. So let's go out um, with the title track from the 2008 record from the Mighty Hallows Eve with the Night of the Never Ending Sleep. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org. That is all the episodes past, present, and future. <clears throat> Check out Radioactive Metal. No, sorry. Rad metal shit. Okay, hang on. <laughs> All right, let's do Facebook. Facebook.com slash rad metal. Right. Because I think most of the things we put on Instagram also goes there. 
If you don't like Facebook, you just want to follow us on Instagram. That's at RadMetal666. RadMetal666 at Gmail to send us, um, drop us a line. But follow us on the social pages because that's where we like to post pictures of things. <clears throat> I do have pictures of the Surfer Jet show that I want to post up. Um, and, you know, it's complete tangent here, but like when I took video, I'm zooming in on their fingers because I'm watching them play. I'm like, whoa, what are they doing here? You know, and, you know, my wife and I are joking. I'm like, yeah, most people are like, oh, what do they sound like? And I'm like, oh, but you should have seen the way they made this this move in the, up the neck. And, you know, like, I'm such a music musician nerd. But I was going anyway. to say, like, your wife is like, why can't you be normal? You won't looking at her boobs or anything. No, you're working at you're, you're looking at her fretwork. What is wrong with I'm you? I'm like totally focused on their musicianship. What's wrong with me, right? But anyway, <clears throat> I was. I'm just in there just marveling. Uh, it just everything they were doing. But anyway, co- complete tangent. So um, it, you can find this podcast anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're on the Apple podcast app. We're in whatever Google does. We're on speaker, Stitcher, Spreaker, blah, blah, blah. Well, like if you can find a podcast in the internet, we're going to be there, right? Mm-hmm. It, it just find us everywhere, right? Because that's where we're at. Um, we're also on Spotify and the reason we're on Spotify is because of our association with the fine folks at the Shining Wizards Network. Shining Wizards Network, whole host of lifestyle wrestling podcasts, fun stuff going on there. They also, um, host our sister show, A Wrestling Night in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, where the host sounds a lot like Snowy. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good looking guy. Yeah, he's a sexy motherfucker. He is. Mm-hmm. He is, you know. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's all the stuff there, Snowman. Right on, right on. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a happy birthday to you episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.
Control!